Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Wednesday, Bishop Dag will share wisdom that will help you rise up and fight back when you find yourself under a spiritual attack. From listening, you will gain an understanding of spiritual forces that will help you advance and protect you against the attacks of the devil. Today's teaching will enlighten you on why fighting, binding and engaging in spiritual warfare against the enemy is an essential requirement for every Christian. Be encouraged by today's word that with God by your side, you are never helpless against any enemy. Enjoy the message. on the 
ask God to speak to you this morning by his Holy Spirit thank you Lord for your blessing thank you for mercies given to us we are grateful in the name of Jesus amen you may be seated Today, I want to share with you about spiritual attacks. Amen. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Spiritual attacks. Now, how many have heard somebody say this phrase before? I'm having a spiritual attack. Have you heard that before? Somebody said, I'm having a spiritual attack. Or, I think it's a spiritual attack. I think what is happening is a spiritual attack. Right? So, what happens is that when you are being attacked, or when you are experiencing what you think is an attack, the way to overcome it. In fact, it, it is dangerous to be under spiritual attack or it's dangerous to be attacked because usually when you are under siege or when you are being attacked, you end up losing in the long run. So one of the principles of war taught by the armed forces of almost all the major countries. Alright? Are you listening? Are you there? Everybody say armed forces. Okay, armed forces of, 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 of Britain, armed forces of Russia, armed forces of China, armed forces of the Commonwealth of Independent States that used to be the Soviet Union, armed forces of America. They all teach 
the army officers how to wage war and they teach them what is called the what what they would call the principles of war and one of the principles most of them have it is the principle of being of offensive being on the offensive attacking yourself not waiting to be attacked so for instance as Bagbo was in Abidjan being attacked by the rebels or whoever they were and as he was staying there it was just a matter of time before he would lose the fight Saddam Hussein in his bunker or wherever he was being attacked and besieged it's a matter of time before he would be he would lose the fight um Huh? Well, that's not a, a good example, but you find out that um, anybody who is being attacked, in the end, if the attack persists, you lose. So, so that is why when they are playing soccer, if you are attacking, you are likely to win. And that is why we had Ghana won the World Cup in um, under 20 World Cup, because we had a striking team that were always attacking with people like um, what's my friend's name Adia <laughs> we have a footballer called Adia he's the one who headed the ball that was caught by Suarez Adia and I, I always didn't understand why they were not putting him on because he makes the attack come on and he's always attacking Asamojan is also like that. Even in Asamojan, you find out that when he stopped playing for a while, then Blasters lost all the time because even though he was not scoring in those days, when he gets in front of the goal, he, he plays the ball to the side. He, it, the presence of an attack, he was causing a lot of problems for the people. Do you get it? It makes you unsettled and it's difficult, you know, to just... Uh, always be besieged and and so on so i want us to turn the tide on the enemy hallelujah as born again christian instead of sitting down to say i'm under attack i want you to be the attacker so that is why i'm talking about spiritual attacks i'm not talking about an attack on you i'm talking about a spiritual attack that you are making on the enemy hallelujah because if you are just going to sit down and always be praying about the spiritual attacks you are under, I can tell you that it's a matter of time before you'll be, you'll be put out. Are you, are you listening to me? Very good. So, now, how do you spiritually attack? Do you understand? How do you spiritually attack? Now, you spiritually attack using spiritual methods or spiritual weapons amen that are available to you okay and so we must ask ourselves what are the spiritual weapons or what can i do spiritually so that I know that I'm also attacking the enemy spiritually. Are you listening? How many would like to know what 
to be, I, I want to, I want to also spiritually attack you. You see that some juju man has come to you and uh, is chanting outside your house, saying certain things, and you are afraid. So you, you don't be afraid. You also have to spiritually attack. Okay? Or you don't understand what I'm saying. So I don't want you to be afraid of any juju man again. You be the spiritual attacker. And let them be defending. Amen. So from today you are on the spiritual attack. Now, what are the things you are going to use to attack? Now, these things have to be spiritual forces, okay, that have effects, that are effective. You have to deploy spiritual power and spiritual forces, okay, that will work on your side. Spiritual forces, basic spiritual force, before we even come to complicated spiritual forces you must deploy spiritual forces to work for you amen Amen. are you are you there now what are these spiritual forces okay turn with me to first corinthians chapter 13 first corinthians chapter 13 verse 13 now, abideth faith, hope, and charity. Or the American Bible and most of the others say, faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest is charity or love. Amen. Now, so God is telling us that these are three powerful spiritual forces that exist. Now, the next verse after that, it says, follow chapter 14, verse 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. Amen. But rather that you may prophesy. So, it's like, These basic spiritual forces, faith, hope, and love, are powerful forces that exist. Now, it's not the only force. That is why he says, now earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So, in other words, it's good you have faith, you've had hope, you have love. So, also there are spiritual gifts that you must also try to have. Okay, especially to prophesy. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what I am saying, and to me that's a great blessing, is to desire to prophesy is a very important desire to have. So, ladies and gentlemen, these powerful forces are very, very important for your life and my life. And there is one more spiritual force which... Um, is what I would call sowing seeds. It's when you sow a seed, not of money, just a seed. All right, it's also an attack by you. Okay, so faith, having faith, having hope, having love, 
using spiritual gifts, prophecies, and sowing seeds are also forms of spiritual attack by you. Attacks by you. Now, also, praying is a spiritual attack by you when you pray. It's another way you can spiritually attack, you know, the enemy. Are you there? Binding the devil is also another way you can spiritually attack the enemy. You can bind Satan. All right? So, I am sharing with you several different ways by which you can be on the attack. How many prefer to be on the attack? Okay? So I want you to decide I'm going to be an attacker rather than sitting down to be attacked. Going out to win souls is another way of attacking. Like as a church, instead of sitting down to be defending our church members and preventing our church from getting less and less every day, we go out and reach out. And we are attacking. So all these are different forms of spiritual attack. So let me go over again. All right. Number one, you can have undergo or engage in spiritual attacking by using the spiritual forces like faith. All right. Number two, hope. Number three, love. Number four, spiritual gifts. And number five, prayer. Sowing seeds. Number six, prayer. All right? And number seven is what? Binding the devil. Number eight, huh? Soul winning. Number nine, applying the blood of Jesus. Is also, but that is more of defending. But also the blood of Jesus is very important. Using the blood of Jesus. All these are different spiritual ways of attacking. Okay? So instead of sitting down and saying I'm under spiritual attack, you must be on the spiritual attack. Because one of the major principles of war, one out of nine principles of war, is be on the offensive. The Russians believe in that. The British believe in that. The Americans believe in that. It is one of the, it's taught to all their army officers is attack. You don't sit down. So, that is why many times working for God tends to be a kind of defense. Because when you are working for the Lord, you tend to be taking the problem to the enemy. As again, sitting in your house, trying to get your problem solved. Do you see? Sometimes you just sit in your house. I'm trying to let this problem go away. And you see, problems, they don't easily go. One of the things is that problems are going to be with us and unhappiness is going to be with us till we die. Things, things, what, what I have found that things don't go away. Yeah. Things don't go away. Things don't change. It's you who changes. You change, you become better spiritually. So the thing doesn't seem to affect you. You see, when I was in Form 1, spiritually, or not Form 1, or in Form 1 in school, 
I was under attack by the from two boys, from three boys, from four boys, from five boys, lower six boys, and upper six boys. Okay? And the problem of having six classes of people harassing you and hating you and fighting you had no other solution than me growing up and getting to form two. Then at least one group is defeated. Do you understand? Then the solution to the form threes who were harassing me was to grow up and pass my exam and enter form three. Form two, form three. And in form three, I've now overcome two out of the four problems by just growing. Do you get what I'm saying? And then by growing up again and getting into form four, I now had only half of the problem that I had. And even that, the other half, because there were form twos and form ones, the intimidation and harassment is less because they have other people also. So you see, the problem is seem to be solved and then it's solving but, and it's getting less in other ways. Then I grew up again and I went to Form 4. And rarely in Form 4 will they be calling you to do certain things, go and fetch water, go and do this, go and do that, harassing you, punishment. So by growing up spiritually and by myself going forward and advancing, you get it, you overcome some problems. So that's what I'm saying, that advancing personally, personally advancing, has a way of destroying the enemy that seeks to snuff you out. But if you stay in from one, and every day be binding from two boys, binding from three boys, that's what I'm saying, up till today, up till today, the problems are still the same. My children, you know, have, have been to these same schools. My, my children went to secondary school, boarding school here. And they experienced exactly the same harassment. In fact, before I went, I didn't know. My son told me later that they to- their daddy told me that they will hate you and they will, they, will, they will torment you because of who you are and of your color. And he said, when he went, that is exactly what my son was whipped with belts. He was made, he was given punishment so much so that even some of the mates were, were, would even say that he suffered so much in the school. He said, stand, stand here and pray. Your father is a pastor. I was listening to reading, uh, um, uh, uh, stand and pray in the night. You know, turn and say, your father is a pastor. So stand here and pray. You get it. I was listening to one pastor's son who went to a school. He said that all that he had heard through his life is that his father is a thief. Bishop Ajinasari's uh, son who was writing, I think it was in a magazine I read it. He said all that he has heard is like pastors, they would tell the children of the pastors. So you see, hatred for who you are as a pastor or for your color as an extra bucket I also had. Do you get it? Yeah. So the way to overcome things is to advance and to grow. Are you listening to me? When you, when you sit down, you know, and you say, I'm solving my marital problem. 
by prayer, 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 prayer. And binding myself, Lord, I want Lord you to touch this man. Lord, I want you to touch this woman. Lord, move. Lord, look, my friend, just start growing up. The from one boys will, will, will soon be under you. The from two boys will soon be under you. The from three boys will soon be under you. Amen. And, and um, I, I, I shared about my children to explain that up till today, there are from one boys, from two boys, from three boys, from four boys. The wickedness has not diminished. Yes. It doesn't go away. The existence of wicked, the, there are people that they mention. Sometimes I'm surprised that it's exactly the same thing. Very, very wicked people in just a year ahead of you. And that would torment you and harass you. And it is there 20 years later. It's just, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. My daughter went to boarding school. She was given the toilets as the first and throughout normally even said that that is your permanent work is to be cleaning the toilet for, I mean, as long as abnormally long. Just be there permanent. I wanted to test and to see. It's there. It doesn't go away. So I'm just saying that, you, you know, I'm just explaining to you. you know, we are always looking for solutions. Lord, I want, this thing to, I want this thing to go. Lord, I'm speaking to it in Jesus' name. My friend, grow up spiritually. Grow up. All the from one boys will just disappear under your existence yeah and and today even even the even the headmasters and the teachers of the school have no power over me i remember when i was in medical school we were tormented by some of the lecturers you could sense a power that they have over your life because they can stand in an exam and ask you something they themselves know you cannot answer I remember when I was in uh, third year medical school. I don't know whether they were trying to uh, destroy me or I don't know what. But when I went into the exam, they gave me um, a brain, a human brain that had been sliced. And there was a tumor in it. You see, and normally at our level, some of the brain cancers and so on, it's not something that you would even be Hustling a third year, what do you call it, with the brain tumors. But that is what they just, when I sat down, and there were eight of them, the professors. And they gave me the brain tumor, and they started on brain. And now I have to call upon all reserve knowledge <laughs> that I have <laughs> to climb out of this crisis. Because they, I was going to sink and fail and be repeated. But through the higher mercies and judgment and eternal judiciary decisions of the Lord. <laughs> what, what they asked me, I, I surprisingly knew. And I started to speak. Then... They asked me a question that, do I know any tumor in the brain that causes a disease in the blood? We are talking about brain. Just stay with brain. But now, do you know something here that can cause something there? 
And somehow I knew something. And I gave them the tumor. A very long name. And the guy, the, I said, excellent. Then he asked me the, uh, about that blood disease. Then I started to give him the details in centimeter cube of the figures of that disease. I said, I told him, I said, this particular cell, this will be the number. This particular cell, this will be the number of per volume centimeter. This one will be the volume of this one. Be. Then one of the professors said, no, it will be. Then I said, no, sir, it is this. Then I realized that he was not sure. And I continued. I continued. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> then they were all quiet. I realized that the few things they had read in the morning to come, uh, they were not sure about it. <laughs> hey! Then one of the other took, her, took me to another area and asked something. And that one too. It was photographed in my mind in a very long list. So I said, thank you, sir. Then I started. Oh, it wasn't easy in the room. I had a distinction. I won a prize thousands of pounds from that, through that exam. Yeah, God delivered me. But today when I see these professors, their power over me is finished. Why? Because I've grown up. I said, I've grown up. I've grown out of their reach. I'm not, I'm not out of their reach. They, they don't have the power to change my life anymore. Yeah, they don't have the power to change my life anymore. So many things which are tormenting you, it will finish. I'm, t- I'm taking it from me. I'm a pastor. I've been doing this for some time. That thing will be there always. Up to now, I'm there. that school is still there. Yeah. Their lectures are still there. They are still failing people, repeating people. Sometimes they will repeat you if they know your father. Yeah. They see you. Because it's also the, it's a school, that, an exam that they can just ask you anything. And stay on that thing. I went for an exam, one, a final exam. And instead of asking me so many things, he was asking me, he just said, and he just said, tell me the cause of sore throat. I said, sore throat. Okay. I started mentioning any bacteria up to even gonorrhea. I added it all. He never wanted to move from there. They finished the exam there. Let us say, oh, you were you going to get, they didn't want to let you go high. So they wanted to just keep, well, I passed already before I came. I was going into that. I would have had distinction, distinction, distinction. Three. But they didn't want it. So they just, they just stayed there. What is the cause of sore throat? All these people, they are powers over my life. Even in those days, I, my father bought a car for me, Renault 4. And I, I will not drive the car through the campus of Kolebu because of the lecturers. Yeah. 
Because one day I was at, on a ward round after a final medical exam had happened and they had failed some of the guys and they had been repeated, 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 repeated. I was in, now in third year. And the one guy asked, one of the lecturers was going around the ward. He said, what is this? And we were answering the questions. He said, yeah. You, you, you see that guy? The guy who drives the Volvo? You see that guy? He trembled here at this particular patient during the exam. He trembled here. You see, you see that guy who drives the that guy who drives the Volvo, he trembled here. When I heard it, and I later had a Renault, I said, no, I cannot take my Renault to, to, to drive it here. Lest they also see you see that guy who drives the Renault? That guy who drives, he trembled here. And the guy with the Volvo, he failed. And he was repeated. Today he's in America working as a doctor. But all these people lose their power. So now you must decide to advance, go forward. Faith is a very powerful thing. Hope is a powerful thing. And love is very powerful. The Bible says but the greatest is love. Now, is faith a great thing? Oh, yes. Faith is the basis, you see, even the secular world have seen that faith is a power. That is why they, when they, when they are, they, they, they've used faith to go to the moon. When you sit in a rocket and you say 10, 9, 8, 7, we are going where? Do you see that star? That's where we are going. It's faith. When they discover bacteria and virus, they say, when, when, when evidence of things not seen, they discover science, science thinking, that there must be something small in the blood that we can't see. Till they discover it. Huh? And they believe they have evidence of things they cannot see. That There must be something, even breast cancer. They believe that there is a gene. You see, at first we name always the genetic diseases. We say asthma, hypertension, uh, or uh, even not genetics, uh, like some of the Down syndrome and different things that come from the gene. You see immediately. But now they say that perhaps cancer too is coming from genes. That if your mother has it, your this has it, or this, they they found a gene that if you have this gene, you will get breast cancer. Almost hundred percent, you will get it. And they found it. If you do the test now, you see, it, you are going to get it. And they have evidence of things they can't see. And the substance of things they are hoping for. And evidence of things. They, they are working all the time. We sit in the They say, 10, 9, 8, hold it. We are going. And it goes. And they walk on the moon. About 12 different people have gone to walk on the moon and come. Hope is something they also use. President Obama used hope to win his elections. He says, change, yes, we can, yes, we can. Nothing, oh, just, we can, we can. Hope speaks of the future, something good in the future. When you say hope, what it means is something good in the future. It's a force. It's a power that is so encouraging that just coming to church and having hope makes churches grow. The churches, the biggest churches are churches which preach hope. Not any particular teaching, but just the people feel just happy after that, yes, we can. Hope keeps a man alive. 
a little mouse was put in a bucket, deep bucket like this, and put in the bucket and put in water, full of water. The mouse was put in the bucket and it started swimming. And they closed the door, no light, no, nothing anywhere black, like a room that they used to develop films. Within three minutes, three to five minutes, the mouse was drowned. They put this same mouse in a bucket and the same dark room and put a little hole in the ceiling for a little bit of light to come. The, the mouse swam for three days. Hope. You saw the light. I can make it. It's possible. Something's in the future good. Yeah. Yes, I can. Keeps a man alive. So, even the secular world, they use such forces. Love is a powerful force. Forgiveness. Mandela uses it, used it to become the, one of the greatest people that in, the human, in human terms that the world has ever known. You put him from a certain age, the prime of his life, in prison for about 40 years or whatever. And bring him out when he's an old man. And he says, forgive them. Forgive them. So even the world are using these forces. How much more you and me? Will we not hold on to our faith? And now develop our faith. And start have it's a force. I tell you, when, when somebody has faith, his life goes in a certain way. He, he starts to, evidence of something he cannot see. Like he's believing it. It's a force that works in his life. I tell you. And you see, unbelievers believe in things they can't see. Bacteria, viruses, chemicals. I mean, all the things that are working. The computer, internet. There's microwaves and waves all over here. And they are doing it. They believe in it. And there's also, there are also spiritual forces that advance us. You must decide. I'm going to move forward. With my faith, my hope and my love, my ability to forgive is going to get greater. As I grow spiritually, my ability to forgive is growing. I'm growing in the ability to forgive and to just see badness and happening to you. And then you just go as if it does not happen to you. And you flow as if it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's a power. It's a power. I was telling young people who were marveling and admiring some people's marriage. I told them, look, when you are marveling and admiring somebody's marriage, say, oh, these people have been married for 70 years. They've been married for 93 years and so on. They are happily married and so on. It's not that they chose the right person. It's because they've forgiven wildly. They are wild forgivers. Yeah, that is why they look like they are the happiest in the world. They are the wildest forgivers. It's a power. Advance. Advance. That God will help you. Okay? To, 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 to set aside most of the things that harass you. As a pastor, when you see us preaching, you would think we don't have problems. That's why people are so surprised. Oh, this pastor is divorced. This pastor has done this. This pastor has done... Because when you see a pastor, it looks as if he doesn't have any problem. He has a lot of problems. Yeah. But it is advancing himself, makes it look at the problems start to be less than him. 
And you too, my friend, your problems will be like, if you, if you decide to become a lay pastor, or decide to become a shepherd, or decide to do something a bit more than just sitting there and praying for yourself, only your little problem. I'm telling you, that's where you will see that as you advance, it's not that you are even attending to the form two boys and the form three boys or praying about them. They will themselves be less than you. Your marital thing that you are always upset about, your financial thing that you are always upset, it will by itself be solved. I'm telling you. It will drop by itself. Demons will drop. One day, my wife went and brought somebody to the house as a house help. I don't know, she gets these people. So they came, she came to stay and the person came to sleep in the house. Early in the morning, he had just come. We usually had boys. Early in the morning, he packed his things. He said he's leaving. So where are you going? He said there is a fire here. Yeah, there is a fire here. I cannot stay here. Early in the morning, he said he's leaving. So my wife came and said, can you believe this guy is just Living immediately. He said, there's a fire here. He can't stay here. I said, you cannot. You cannot stay. You cannot stay. But I wasn't binding him or doing anything. I'm just advancing personally. And I see you advancing. And I see you attacking. And I see you moving forward. Move forward, my friend. Did you hear what I say? Ah! Look, when I went to Form 1, you see, we went at the age of 11. Little pre-puberty. But others came. Muscular developed Methuselahs. There was a guy we called Methuselah. In my class. Rock of Ages. Did you have somebody called Rock of Ages? And there was a rumor that the guy came to the school with his son. And his son is in another house. And he is in our house. Age. And these guys, even that guy, because he was so big and developed, when they were harassing the small boy, they said, one small boy. I remember one day I was by, right by my Tusala, and they shouted, one small boy. When you hear one small boy, you're supposed to run. So I said, one small boy. I started running, and I turned, and I saw my Tusala, and I said, my Tusala, are you not going? <laughs> he said, oh, stupid, whatever. And he just opened his trunk and started arranging his things in the trunk. And I said, this is the power of advancement and growth. Personal development. Are you understanding what I'm talking? I said, personal development, personal growth, personal advancement. He had personally advanced. And all the harassment. And that day when they called us, I think we were asked to kill all the mosquitoes in that area. How can you find the mosquitoes in the area? He said, kill all the mosquitoes. One small boy, and then we were about... About nine or ten of us were here trying to find mosquito for, for the senior. And Methuselah was so foolish. Open his trunk and he was just happy there. I see a Methuselah spirit in you. All demon powers that are lifted up against you shall lose their control over your life as you advance forward and forward and forward and forward in the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be a mighty man of war. May you bring, cause fear in the heart of the enemy. May you bring strength as you enter a place. People will know that a strong person has arrived. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody. Our time is up.
Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong. I want you to be strong and advance. You'll be surprised. A whole range of problems will lose their strength over your life in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your grace and your blessing, the mercies of your word released to our hearts today. We rise out of our difficulties, out of our struggles, out of our current crisis and harassments, and we declare a superiority over the powers of darkness and intimidation in our lives. We thank you, Jesus, for healing in every area and a disappearance, oh God, of the things that torment and harass and affect us in a negative way. Thank you for freedom from the enemy's strength and power over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Just thank the Lord for a new strength in advancement. May you go forward. May you advance. May you increase on the left and on the right. And may the Lord bless and encourage you as you increase and become strong and mighty in Him, in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here this morning, you are not a born-again Christian, Pastor, please pray for me, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here and you want to be born again today, you want to say, Lord, come into my life and make me a new person. If you are here like that, wherever you are standing, just lift just your right hand, just your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you as you give your life and your heart to God today. God bless you. Lift it up high. Thank you. Pastor, pray with me. I, I would like to give my life to God this morning. I want to pray with you especially. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, please come to me. Come to me from the back. I'm going to pray for you right here. Just come from wherever you are standing. I come on, lift your hand and let's sing. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee. Say this prayer with me. Close your eyes. Close it, brother. Close your eyes. Lift your hands. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Please come into my heart. Make me a new person. Lord Jesus, I love you. Please wash away my sins with your precious blood. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me. I love you, Jesus. From today, I will serve you and I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind.